Welcome to the SBS Digital Learning Hour, brought to you by the Digital Learning and Assessment Department. We're coming to you today from a conference room in Central Office, bringing you the latest news in Springfield Public Schools, along with inspiring interviews from teachers who are using technology in the classroom. Thanks for joining us today. I am your host, Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ed Guy. You can find me out on all the social medias at Bearded Tech Ed, or you can go to my website, beardedtechedguy.com. Just want to let you know a few awesome new updates. You can actually lock pages now in OneNote if you are not aware. It is one of the things that I know teachers around here have been asking for and teachers online have been asking for for a long time now. You have the ability to lock down pages, which means that students can't change it once it's locked down, which is pretty awesome. OneNote has a lot of amazing tools, including some math assistant tools that you should really look into. They are super awesome and they are super helpful. And if I were a student who is struggling with a concept in math and I'm using OneNote, this tool would help me quite a bit. Wakelet made some updates to it. So now that they have mood boards, so it's becoming more and more user-friendly. So I highly encourage you to check out Wakelet. Wakelet is something that's here in Springfield we can embed in our learning management system. It can help us organize our classes really well. So I highly encourage you to go check it out. You can always find me, Bearded Tech Ed, on Wakelet. You can find my pages. There's a bunch of different people who I follow so far that have some really great pages. Also, in case you missed it, the latest blog post is out there, and it's all about what SAMR is and what it looks like in your classroom. And for this week's post, we kind of just do a deep dive into what SAMR is and how it is applicable. In the coming weeks, we'll have some more practical examples of SAMR in the classroom. We'll also look at some of the other technology integration models that are out there. I highly encourage you to follow along as we're going. One of the great things about being able to do the blog is that it allows us to dive deep into some theories into the classrooms on how to use these tools. I highly encourage you to check it out. Again, if you're always looking for just new stuff, if you follow me, especially out on Twitter, I'm always reposting and highlighting things that are pretty awesome and that are new. So we're gonna wrap up our news for this week and then we're gonna jump right into our interview of the week. For our interview of the week, we met with teacher Brianna Cicero from White Street Elementary School. She is one of our Unified Classroom Fellows. Also, she's part of CS for All. And there's just a lot of great things that are happening in her classroom right now. I highly encourage you to listen to the interview. You're definitely going to learn something. And you can even hear me awkwardly ask a question that I was looking for the answer to. So I highly encourage you to listen. I believe you'll be inspired, so check it out. My name is Brianna Cicero. Um, I teach fourth grade math at White Street Elementary School. This is my fifth year teaching math, and I started as a science teacher halfway through the year here at White Street. So you've been at White Street the entire time? Yes. And you've been teaching math? Almost the entire time. Yes. Using technology in a math class, that's always where 
I get a lot of questions myself and others do too, is how do you do that in the classroom? Like what was your process early on when you were teaching? I really like to take whatever is given at me and try to use that in the classroom. I know when Class Notebook first came out, there's this big push for it. And I tried to use it in math and it didn't really work for what I wanted it to work for. And then we obviously use iReady and those types of tools and trying to just get the most bang for my buck. So like what program are they going to use that's actually going to help them rather than just be something that's technology? What's going to engage them or what are they just sitting on a computer because I found this cool game and they're using it. Right. I can definitely understand that process. So with OneNote, because you mentioned that, mm-hmm. for the, our listeners who don't know or are unsure, it's basically a digital notebook. In what ways were you trying to use it uh, for math? Originally, I was going to use it for their do-nows, so they would do the work, and then I could respond right in there, and then they could fix it, and it seemed like a really great idea, and it was nice to be able to see all of their work, but we don't have stylus. The work was very sloppy. It's not. It's more conducive for typing than drawing. So I'm kind of pushing that this year to be a vocabulary journal instead mm-hmm. for math. Okay. From what it sounds like, for what you were trying to do in the classroom with your fourth graders, your finger's not going to work as well, and you don't have the correct stylus for it. And even styluses can be messy for students who do have them. So... You're going to use it for vocabulary for this year coming up. You mentioned iReady. How long have you been using iReady? I want to say this is going to be our third year using iReady in math. Mm -hmm. I know reading piloted it maybe a year previous to that. So this is going to be our third year. Okay. Um, And I know that this year in Springfield, we were moving to the curriculum that goes along with iReady. So now it's Ready Curriculum and iReady. Yes. How do those two things mesh for many of our listeners who don't have that nice lineup of technology and the curriculum actually matching? Actually pretty exciting because for iReady, they take a diagnostic and then they're grouped based on, I want to say, numbers and operations, fraction sense. Um, geometry, measurement, and data. So that's a diagnostic they take, and it places them at a grade level. So we've been using that data as we go for our small groups, but then we also had other data. But now that data directly correlates to how we're teaching it and what we're teaching in the classroom. So we have the curriculum that we're using, which is really discussion-based and group work-based, and then we can give them comprehension checks right online, and then we get all that data on iReady now, which is amazing. Um, and then the diagnostic feeds right into that. So it just, you can look at the standards and really see where the students are. And for me, I'm pushing towards not full group math this year. So I'm really excited about that. So I can group students based on what they really need from Mm -hmm. me. That sounds very progressive from what I remember being (laughs) teaching is we had our, I do, we do, you do. And then the, you do was what they spend most of their time on. Right. So now it's more of a try, discuss, connect situation where Mm -hmm. they try the problem themselves first, as long as they have enough background to do it. If not, then we do model. Um, So they try it. And then we're really sharing out student strategies. It's almost like a big number talk, but they're actually showing their work. And then if certain strategies aren't brought up, then that's where the teacher comes in and shows or clears up misconceptions. But it's really discussion and student based. And I think it's going to give them a lot more confidence. I'm excited about it. Nice. I know before we were began recording, we were talking about the MCAS. 
um, and just some of the stuff that you guys were doing today for PD. How do you feel like iReady has helped with the students taking the MCAS with the next generation items? And I definitely think it's helped with technology, drag and drop, things like just like those, practicing those things every day rather than us having to take time out of the day to be like, this is how you drag something here. This is how you do this. Because if they don't know how to do that, it takes away from showing what they actually know. So that's really nice. Um, and I think the questions are rigorous and they really make them think, which is what MCAS is taking everything they've done and making it, making them think deeper and put it all together. And I think iReady does a really nice job of that. Nice. I'm just, because of where we're sitting, I can see your schedule behind you. I see it's listed out as block one, two, three. Yes. Does that mean that you teach math to the entire fourth grade? Yes. So you guys are departmentalized. Yes, we're departmentalized. So we have three classes and we teach each Mm -hmm. class. Have you had chances to, because with what you're talking about and having students grouped together, have you guys thought about like trying to break up the classes at all and like give students more opportunity to work cross? I think something that we haven't talked that much about it, but we have played around with the idea and especially using the master class. Mm-hmm. For me, I like the idea of having all of my students being able to see everything I'm doing on Unified Classroom and maybe I want a discussion with my if I have each of my smaller, each of my bigger blocks into now three smaller groups that are going to be rotating with me, I could take that group three and that group three and that group three and put them together in a discussion. Like, what are they going to talk about? Challenge them, let them really like go for it. And I think that's something that that gives me the ability to do without having them in the same room. Which is pretty awesome. And what you're talking about is using Unified Classroom. Yes. Before we jump into <laughs> talking about that, I just want to make sure that everybody listening is clear. That's a Unified Classroom thing, even though it probably is possible in some of the other tools. I don't know about iReady having that ability, but with Unified Classroom, um, what are some ways that you're looking at using that in the classroom? So, Other than discussions like you just mentioned. Yes. So... Part of it is also for resources. Um, I really, now that there's a push to get parents of younger grades really on there, putting my homework expectations on there, putting videos that show how we taught it so they can help them with their homework, posting the homework for the week because I do spiral so Mm -hmm. they get it on Monday so they can't just ignore it. Our kids are hopefully, fingers crossed, taking their computers home this year. So there's a lot of really interactive things that, we're going to be able to use Unified for that I feel like we haven't been in the past. So those sound like some things that you're looking forward to doing this year. Because you're doing iReady, are you doing any other math like softwares? Like I'm, what comes to mind immediately is like Prodigy, which I know is very popular in the district. So we aren't doing a software like that because I know Prodigy is very game based, but it still is standard based, Mm -hmm. but I am using reflex this year which is fluency based so our students you know are supposed to come in knowing all their multiplication facts up to times times 10 and that's not the reality um last year i was able to pilot reflex i got a grant for it and the kids loved it it was very game based there's lots of different things that they can do on it so it's not like the same thing every day 
Um, and it really showed that their growth and that fluency, which applies to everything they do in fourth grade math. So we're starting that from the get-go this mm-hmm. year. So I'm planning on switching off days in my rotations of either iReady or Reflex. So they're really getting both of those nice. things. I feel like we're jumping all over the place, yes. but that's mostly my fault because I, I get a thought and I have to ask the question. When I was teaching fifth grade, we had the Ready Common Core, which I think is very similar to the now curriculum that the whole district is using. One of the things I remember is that it's very much like word problem based. Is it still that way? Yes, it is. And I'm really excited about that (laughs) because just looking at data, I mean, procedurally, they can do multiplication area model, but can they pick it out of a word problem? And those triads I was talking about where they try the problem first, everything is embedded in a word problem. Just comparing two numbers is embedded in a word problem. So they're deciphering those things every day. And it's just going to become such a routine that it's not going to be, oh, that's a word problem. I can't do it. Like they're just going to be doing it and talking about it from day one. So I think it's going to help them a lot. Nice. I also see on your schedule, because again, I'm (laughs) jumping around. What is mindfulness? So that's kind of something where you do, we do second steps here this year, which is really social, emotional based and teaching math. I feel like I don't often get to know them as well as maybe if you're reading a story and you're talking about how it relates to you or it just isn't as personal always. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of pushing. That's one of my goals this year is to push towards that social, emotional and getting to know them better after you'll notice mindfulness comes after recess. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that just kind of like some meditation when they come in from recess everybody's hyped up. They're either hyped up or they're like ready to take a nap on the desk. So just kind of getting them into a separate brain space Mm -hmm. and letting them, teaching them how to self-reflect and get in the right headspace for school and Mm -hmm. just teaching them those strategies that they're not really learning and you kind of have to figure out as you go. Right. That's awesome. I like that. I like my, especially after recess, because I remember, (laughs) I remember teaching and I was very thankful that our specials, at least for me, it was pretty much lunch, recess, special. They weren't like, so for the most part, when they had gym, they got all that energy out Mm -hmm. and then they came back ready to learn. Mm -hmm. And so having some, something like that, I think I used to, at one point I would do like a read aloud and we would pick out a book that was above everybody's reading level and just read from that and use that as like a a brain break for them. Right. And I know that's something they do in the other classes, Mm -hmm. unfortunately in math, like don't have as much freedom to just start (laughs) reading a book. I would love to do that because I was an English major, but, um, so I thought that'd be a good way to, there's a lot of resources online that show the belly breathing and Mm -hmm. show different techniques. And as we get more advanced and I find more resources. We'll see how it goes, but I'm excited about that. Nice. One of the reasons why we're doing this interview now instead of a little bit into the year is that you get to bring life into this world <laughs> and um, you're going to be out of the classroom for a, a stretch. Are you going to be using technology at all with the students to like, or with your long-term sub to like help them continue down the path that you're starting? So I definitely want things to continue the way that I'm doing them within the class. It's something that I've thought about with making, I'm kind of making a lot of changes this year, which is a little ambitious with going on maternity leave. Luckily, I have two, in two of my classes, I have amazing co-teachers who I've been working with for the past four or five years 
who know the Mm. way things go and really can just step up and take that responsibility. But the cool thing about technology is like I've planned out my calendar and I can put, I want this lesson, I want this lesson for the standard. And then with Unified, I could essentially upload things that I want the students to be doing ahead of time and those teachers can just open it for them to do. So I'm really hoping that everything that we can get all of our routines in place before November and then the students will just kind of be, mm-hmm. they'll just be so used to it that they'll know what to do anyways. Right, which will definitely help out having a long-term sub in the room. Yes. I know for some people, the thought of having a long-term sub is the most stressful thing humanly possible as for being a teacher. And there's a lot of things that are stressful about being a teacher. Yes. So that's great that you're thinking about ways to utilize technology so that when you do go out, nothing changes. And when you come back in, you can just pick right back up and they know everything. And well, yes, there'll be a smaller adjustment of time for both mm-hmm. things, but hopefully because of the routines, that'll help a lot. Yes. And I, luckily this is my second time around doing this. So it's a little less stressful. My first time I was freaking out a little bit because I'm kind of a control freak. <laughs> I don't know if you can just tell by looking at my room, but, um, well, it's very neatly organized. So, yes. Right now, so it's very it's like where so. I want things. So, um, but I'm trying to let go of that a little and enjoy my leave and then come back and take mm-hmm. off. Yeah. I know for me, yeah, it was sorry. definitely for our first child, it was very, stressful because not only I don't know if your situation with your first was this way but I had just started at Walsh and then two months later or on Halloween I was bye yeah it was bye-bye and the long-term sub had to deal by long-term I mean the sub I had for a week yes um, had to deal with the sugar high from Halloween which yes was most stressful thing to think about because then I got back and yeah but it, technology is definitely going to help a lot in keeping everything going in order definitely. so you guys can continue to do well because we were talking before and your MCAS has been going really well and the things that you're doing in the classroom are definitely helping that. Not to take up too much more of your time, are there any other things that you're really excited about trying this year? So I actually am one of the curriculum designers for fourth grade for Computer Science for All. CS for all stuff. Yes. That's awesome. So I'm really excited about that. We did a lot of training over the summer and we've created modules to integrate that with math. And I'm really excited to push that because it just incorporates everything that we want the students to be able to do. We want them to be able to problem solve and make plans to do things and make mistakes and fix them. And that's really what that incorporates. And I think it's going to be something that a lot of students are excited about and excel at and then it gives them that other entry into math or reading or writing whatever it is that we're doing so i'm excited about that that is awesome we love the cs for all project so because you it is the one four group right now right so any tools that you've looked at because you said you did some work over the summer so any of the tools or any like is it hummingbirds that you're really excited about putting in or so the makey makeys are awesome a lot of it's the block-based coding and it's really cool because there's different things that i can sign them up for from the beginning before i even start teaching that they can just self-explore so i'm really hoping to get them all in there and then that early finisher type thing you know they can just go and like complete lessons and 
they learn from doing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it's like how to code in Minecraft and they're going to be obsessed with that because they love Minecraft. So I just think, I think it's code.org is an awesome one. And then Scratch is really what like we're going to focus on towards the beginning of the year. Um, and then really push towards using those for those makey makeys and doing different things. Yeah. I love all of those resources. They are all really great. So you're, you'll be very excited and the students are going to be super excited, especially because the first triad, the first grouping was K3. So that means yes. they got some of this last year too. Yes. So, so I'm like interested to see who, I know one of our third grade teachers actually was one of the people, so, mm-hmm. but they're not departmentalized. So she had her class. So I'm excited to see kind of what some of them know. And then I know they'll be able to teach each other, which is always good. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Every year, there's a new hire orientation. If you had the chance to stand up in front of the new hires in the district and offer a piece of advice, whether it is with technology or not, like what would be some, what little nugget would you give them? Routines and procedures. It's the best thing. We spend in fourth grade, we spend our first two days on it. We don't start curriculum until the third day. And every year, they're just we just spend so much time going through those thinking of every little thing that you want your room to be set up as and once you have those in place you can do pretty much anything you want with your kids and it's not stressful or disorganized and I mean some days are but just focusing on those things first and what you want your classroom to be like is worth the time and the effort awesome Well, thank you for your time. I know I'm taking away from setting up your room. And yeah, we'll look forward to hearing more about the CS stuff later on. And again, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you again, Brianna, for allowing me to come and spend some time with you. So if you guys were listening really close, a few of the things you heard is how She really is willing to try out a tech tool for the purposes that she needs. So being a math teacher, one note, because of the laptops that we have and the lack of styluses, that she found a different use for it than what she had originally thought, which is pretty awesome because she's making it work for her. Now, a lot of these tools, they're fantastic. They're great to use, but they're not for everybody and they're not for every situation. And I think that's one of the things that you really, that we were able to really talk about during this interview how they're using iReady and connecting it to the common curriculum and how it's really awesome to have math intervention connected directly to math curriculum where it's the same language going into the into the students. I know that they're going to continue to do well with it. And the whole idea of having student groups and doing, as she called it, try, discuss, connect, that to me is definitely the way of the future of students really digging deep and really getting into it they're doing and it's awesome to see all the cs for all integration and especially with her being a math teacher being able to really delve into it as we wrap up today's podcast i just want to thank you again for spending some time with me thank you for listening to our podcast if you love this episode of the sps digital learning hour head over to wherever you listen to us whether that's itunes stitcher spotify and subscribe leave us a review, give us a rating. This helps us grow and helps us know the kind of stuff that you are interested in hearing on the podcast. And it's very much appreciated as we can't do what we're doing without you, the listeners. So please go out there and leave us a review. 
Tell your friends. Hopefully you found the share button very easily from wherever you're listening to us so you can share it out to the world. That's it for today. I'm Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ed Guy, and this is the SBS Digital Learning Hour.